All right, Jordan, why don't we take a moment now mm-hmm. and look back to the past? I love looking back to the past. Because it's time to precast Threshold. Uh, we are going to take Threshold. We're going to throw it back to 1971 as a major motion picture. We're going to cast it up, find a director, and... Uh, we're going to see what this movie would have been. So I have two things to say before we even start. Great. First is, I love my cast. So okay. You're going to fight it's, hard It's been for a while, but I'm going to fight hard because... This is th- where you shine. This, this is the movie right here. I'm pointing to my screen. This is the movie. So there can't be any changes. I mean, or, or the money's not coming in. All right. I but, mean... But my second point was, you picked 1971. Was that a little present for me? Well, it was a precast. So I knew it was going back in time. Hmm. And I will tell you... I mean, any precast is just for you, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it's where you shine. It's yeah. where you do your best work. Mm-hmm. I picked 1971 specifically because that was the year uh, The Andromeda Strain came out as a feature film, oh. which I felt that movie comes out and then the studio's like, great, people want alien infection movies. Let's let's make Threshold. Like, I just felt like there was a mm. synergy there. It felt like this would follow that kind of thing. I think we're going to have different movies because of this is I sort of looked at different movies that were coming out this time, and there's two movies in, in particular that this made me think of, which were The Dirty Dozen and Kelly's Heroes. Both very different movies. Right, right. But really are... Team movies. Team movies, yeah. So these are very heavy... Not another team movie. <laughs> these are... Uh, very funny. These are uh, very heavily influenced by that kind of, that kind of team movie. Oh, so. cool. Well, I mean... To be fair, when I went and looked, I looked at movies and who, the actors who were in them, and I tried to pick mine based on people right. who kind of would feel at home. I didn't think it was necessarily exactly an Andromeda strain. I also thought uh, I, I saw Dirty Dozen and some of those things, and was like, yeah, I see how this is probably a team movie as well, but some sort of mix of those things. Okay, who, who do you want to start with? I almost feel like we should leave Caffrey to the end. Okay, yeah, we can leave Caffrey to the end. Well, then let's start with Kavanaugh. Okay, Kavanaugh. Sean Kavanaugh, our uh, handsome lead. Yeah. I'll give you my first two because okay. I think you know you're gonna. You're only now. I only have one okay. free troll. Okay, yeah. great. Well, I brought two to the table. Good, good for you. Uh, and I'm probably a lot less committed than you <laughs> to any of them. <laughs> okay, so they're basically for you to reject. Okay, in okay. favor of your choice. Yeah. Okay. So my two picks for Kavanaugh, the the handsome kind of leading man cop, uh, was George Papard. Whoa! I, you know what? I I, I do kind of like that. That's pretty good. I was kind of looking through who was hot that period yeah, time. Yeah. I was like, there's that. He's got you, that chiseled uh, football man face. You've really surprised me and pleased me with the first pick. All right, and my second pick was John Cassavetes. <laughs> That's also really good. Thank you. That's all. The both of those are very good. I'm I'm impressed. I knew you were bringing your A game, so I was like, yeah. God, I got to work hard to impress Jordan. Well, I'll tell you, I like both of those, and I'm actually I'm willing to go with either of those gentlemen. I'm gonna give you mine now. You're gonna think this is probably too big for the time period, but he was not quite the man he is now. In, in in many ways my pick was clint eastwood oh yeah 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 i saw him on my list but I, I don't know i didn't i didn't go with him for some reason he was in a couple i think he was in actually um uh um he was a little uh, young at this point right yeah he was still pretty young yeah. he had done the spaghetti westerns and a little okay. bit of tv but he was still probably like 30 you know? i think that may be why i didn't i think when was i was too young at him i was just like i was just like oh he hasn't had that like role and yeah. i wasn't sure if like this was the part for him i'm not saying no yeah, but I think that's why I, I steered. Well, clear now, now, now I'm not sure what to think. 
Well, I'm going to let you choose because I think you are the best judge on this one. I kind of like George Papard. I'm I'm on board. I, I think that's what we go with. I felt like he was physically the most like synonymous. Oh, with I what we I get. just it's better than I think it's better than my pick. I have to bow when. Uh... All right. Well, do you want to move on to uh, Dr. Nigel Fenway then, played by Brent Spiner on the series? Yeah. So I only I, have one choice. Okay, I do too. All right. So I'll give you mine, and then we'll use yours, and then right. we'll, we'll wrestle on the floor, and we'll see what happens. Okay, great. My thought behind it was, I actually think Brent Spiner is pretty good in this role. Yeah, he's great, and I think he's one of the better things in the show and he has very little to work with it's a lot of him at monitors going oh i don't know and i thought who else could kind of bring a lot to a kind of somewhat thankless role and maybe have a kind of funny one-liner and still kind of be quirky and interesting my role is a young donald sutherland a young donald sutherland oh that's not bad Mm -hmm. it's an interesting choice actually i don't i don't i don't dislike that choice because he's older on the show Mm -hmm. i tried to get someone in that about age bracket i want him to be an older scientist who's you know right seeing it all kind of thing but i did kind of want that like lanky like stringy energy Mm -hmm. that he brings i love a stringy energy so i went with andy griffith (laughs) no (laughs) i I like it but i I don't think andy griffith could be the guy (laughs) it's funny though i think i'm gonna push for donald sutherland however Andy Griffith may be my favorite pick of all time because <laughs> it's so odd. Can you just imagine him in. I, I just saw him grayed out hair, just yeah. like panicking <laughs> yeah. over monitor oh. over uh, Here, microscopes. Here's, I don't think for this role, but we're casting. Like, we got to find something. For all Andy. All we right. got to find something for him. We're, we're going to get him in there in a role. He's, he's going to be in there somewhere. Ne- maybe next time, Andy Griffith. Maybe yeah. next time. Yeah. <laughs> I like it, though. All right. Let's move on to Lucas Pegg, then, our. Uh, material science guy who makes spaceships or something this is the one i feel the least confident about but again Uh you have to forget what you know now about this person and think of a young person this was the same time period where last picture show peter bogdanovich's movie came out so i'm going with jeff bridges jeff bridges oh interesting before he became the just the true grit character at all yeah his life that's interesting i i leaned into maybe the more nebbish side of lucas for Mm. my picks and I, I went with uh, two. I went with either um, this one's a little older, so Jack Lemon. So he'd be he'd still be a little bit older, but still not. I do like Jack not Lemon, ter- not terribly off. But the other one was, I think, maybe a little more on your Jeff Bridges standpoint, but from the, from a nebbish perspective, a Dustin Hoffman. Oh, <laughs> you know what? That's it. That's it's Dustin Hoffman. All right, it's, you've done much better than me. These are. It's funny. I was there's these sort of like names you just know that you want to stay away from, and Dustin Hoffman didn't even pop in my head. Well, I was looking at what he was doing. This was just after kind of um, what's the one where he goes to the bangs in the window at the church? The Graduate. The Graduate. This is kind yeah. of like at that period of time. That's kind of where he was coming off. I'm like, yeah, all right, all right, yeah. I see it. Yeah, it's a couple of years later, yeah. All right, let's, let's move on. Let's go to uh, Arthur Ramsey, played by Peter Dinklage on the television program. Okay. How many roles you got? One? I've got two. Okay. Give me one. I'll give you one. Then you go. All right. So I think I was going with the mm, over-sex leading man angle. Not leading man, but over-sexed angle of this one. I wanted him to be a little swarthy, maybe, with this particular pick. So I, I went with uh, Charlton Heston. <laughs> okay. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. It's very different than my pick. All right. Well, very, what, very, what's your first pick? Well, it, it, it is funny that you just kind of focus on different parts of the role. My thought was more of, he's not the comic relief, but you'll know what I mean when I when mm-hmm. I uh, pick the person. My pick was Ernest Borgnine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Right? I mean, he's just like, look, he's an anchor. Any movie you got him in, 
Yeah. He, he's he's solid. Don't worry about him. And he's weird looking. Yeah, he's like he brings a little something to the It's table. the 70s. You can be a weird looking leading guy. Absolutely. Uh, my second pick, maybe less with the soiree, the ladies' man mm. side, but but maybe a little more on the like not comic relief, but that that a little addition of levity mm. to the movie. I went with Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> That's funny too. I think Dick Van Dyke is more likely. That's a real tongue twister. Is more likely to take a like fourth role than Charlton Heston is, even at this point. In it could be career. the case. Uh, Charlton Heston is still new-ish, but he's st- he's had some big hits at this point. So I still like Ernest Borgnine. All right. Well, we can go with Ernest Borgnine. Okay. I'm always a big fan of Ernest. Yeah. I'll watch him wherever he is. What was that show? Uh, the The Man Next Door. What was that sitcom he was on? I don't remember. Uh, Mid nineties, single guy. It was the single guy. Was that what it was? I'm pretty. I'm almost positive it was single guy. The only thing I really remember about it was like for some reason Ernest Borgnine was the wacky neighbor. Yeah, the single guy. You're right. Ninety five to ninety seven. Manny Cordoba was the role. Yep. There you go. A classic. <laughs> All right, let's do J T. Baylock, head yeah. of the Threshold Project. Okay, who do you got? I got two choices here. Okay. I again was like, I'm gonna cast older. He's supposed to be yeah, sort I did of a well. senior a senior member. Um, so I kind of was like, who is a little later in their career? Probably a bit of a get still for this movie, but like, so it's probably a little more of a cameo or, you know, something with less days anyway. I went with either Cary Grant. Wow. Or Gary Cooper. Wow. Both bring a lot of authority to the role. Yeah, that's not what I was thinking at all. But I, I like both those actors. Now... I'll give you mine, and we'll have we'll talk about it. Okay. Very different direction, different kind of boss. He's a little more detached, uh, and it's very 1970s. Telly Savalas, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's different. I mean, I mean, but it isn't it interesting though how you see these roles, and there's little things you pick up on. And you go, "What about this person or that person?" And it completely changes who that Absolutely. character is. You kind of pick some traits, and you're like, yeah. "Who am I going to fill in these traits?" I mean, for sure. this Cary Grant. And Telly Savalas have never been up for the same role. That's never <laughs> happened. Not until today. Not until today. So I don't know. I'll, I'll give it to you. Whoever you, you, what do you? I, think? Honestly, I don't. I don't know. You know this world better than I do, and mm-hmm. I, I will bow to you I, on this one. I do kind of like. Who did you have again? You had Gary Cooper, Cary and Cary Grant. I mean, you know what? There's something really cool about having Gary Cooper being like he must have been 50s at yeah, this point, he, if not. He felt to me because he does those cowboy roles, but it also feels like an old yeah. military man. Yeah, I, I, I think that's who we go with. All I right. think you have that. It's he's that strong, silent type, you know. Absolutely. Now oh, you, we have the the main character. We got to talk yeah. about Doctor Molly Ann Caffrey. I went with. I'll just give you my one. All right. I was trying to think. Are you unhappy with when you you're, you look pained? I just, I don't feel like I ever quite got there, and nothing against this actress, but my pick was Jane Fonda. Okay. My worry was, I just was trying to find someone who felt she could lead this team and it felt some reason weird in 1971 just that the, yeah i don't know how to describe that it just was like does this work this will seem odd and well it's that thing that carla uh gugino brings actually to her roles too is like she like you can see her cast as like a strong boss but you also yeah. know she'll she could be an erotic thriller like she's kind of got those angles where she's both beautiful but like all business right like she, and it is hard to find in this time period who that actress is because they weren't allowed to have those i roles. think that's what it was so i was just like going around it because everyone was sort of like it's 
you know, your choices are so wildly not what this character is. That's why I thought, okay, well, this is kind of a Jane Fonda sort of represented a new kind of era of actors. So I thought maybe maybe she would work. But well, I will tell you my two, and I think I think you can maybe make the pick from the okay. from your our three choices. Uh, I went with Mia Farrow. Okay, because I like that she like she's still uh, yeah. pretty young, but like yeah. I don't know. There, I thought there might be something that worked there. Yeah, maybe. And then I went with sort of on uh, maybe perhaps pushing it too far to a uh, sexy sexy side. I went with Raquel Welsh. <laughs> you know what? Uh, but I thought she's like she's I, she's a powerful woman. I I, th- I actually had thought of her as well, and I had the same feeling. I was like, is this too much? Like, is it too much? Like, she has to show up and like her shirt's all ripped or something. But that's you know? the thing is, I think you don't uh, you don't have her to go that way. Yeah. Everyone just knows her as like Raquel Welch, but then you have her show up and just like, and she's just like leading this team and like really hardcore about it. But I think we go with Raquel Welch. I'm into it. Yeah, let's I'm into do it. it. I, I, for some reason, that mind in my mind, I'm like, you take those roles where everyone thinks of her as a sex object, but then you give her like this role, and I, I bet you she kills it. The only thing we're missing now, other than you know a script, is the director. Who needs a script? (laughs) Well, with this cast, you don't need a script. Absolutely. I've got two choices. I don't know how many choices you have. I just have one. And mine's an odd choice. I I have two... I have two... Not opposing choices, but they're they're on different ends of the spectrum. So we'll uh, we'll go through mine. So there's the science fiction angle to this movie. There's not a lot of science fiction necessarily in this time. Oh, there is, but they're not. Like, it's not in the vein that this is supposed to be. Like, Andromeda... It's not... Andromeda Strain is an unusual outlier for yeah. science fiction in this period of time. And that's going to have, it's going to be less space aliens and more like, uh, let's solve a mystery kind of stuff. So w- I went with someone who I thought could handle that kind of thing. So like sci-fi with some social commentary. I went with George Romero as one point pick. Wow. And this would have been just post Night of the Living Dead, but before he kind of started making zombie movies perpetually. Right. Before he started looking like he was a character from the yeah, movies. Yeah. Yeah. This was kind of very, like, he was established as a guy in that field, right. but I think it was well before he kind of fell into the constantly remaking that movie. Okay. That's interesting. And then my second choice um, was more along the lines of, like, how do I tap up the thriller element? How do mm. I give this, like, some like not action but like ten, intense intensity and i went with uh director of venturing candidate in seconds john frankenheimer wow i think we had john frankenheimer as a suggestion on another thing we were we were uh, i mean uh, he's, movie. he's done some good work he has done some good work did he direct the french connection part two i think he did he may have actually i think you're yeah. right somewhat along those lines both these directors that you picked are bigger i think bigger names more well known historically now than the one i'm going to pick okay but i'll explain why i picked him so i picked uh robert aldrich and i don't know if you're that familiar with him um doesn't jump to mind his most famous movie was probably whatever happened to baby jane okay but he also did do the dirty dozen and he sort of was kind of one of the last of the studio guys okay he was a director you could bring in and your movie would get made he'd deal with your difficult stars it'd get done on time and right 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 and Despite what the studio wanted, he'd give it some directorial flares. I think retroactively, people have looked at some of his work and gone, oh, he actually actually was a good, good director. director. Yeah. Whereas at the time, he really was like a... Thought of as a workhorse. Yeah, exactly. And so I thought, well, who would be good to be able to take all these actors and this huge idea and get it done? And I thought, Robert Aldrich. Now, again, you're not selling tickets on his name because I don't think people really knew 
knew him that well. But maybe but, a realistic choice for this time. But it maybe a realistic choice. But but what do you think? I mean, I think I don't hate your choice. I think I think Frankenheimer's also a good choice. It really depends on what we want this maybe movie to be. I, I think I think it's between Aldrich and Frankenheimer. I think Frankenheimer probably brings up the tension. Like I think yeah. it has. To, I think you want it to be like a highly tense movie. But I think you you're onto something with your guy. I think there's something truer to life about your guy. Maybe we we give old Aldrich uh, the the movie he never got in life. I think that might be the thing to do. Yeah. Okay. Well, you want to give a rundown of who we have? Did you write them down? I think I think I remember most. I of think them. we can between the two of us, we'll find our way okay. through. So we got directing. Yeah, Robert Aldrich is directing this masterpiece. Dr. Molly Ann Caffrey is played by Raquel Welsh. Right. That's that's right at the top, right at the top of the poster. Absolutely. We've got uh, Sean Cavanaugh as Breakfast at Tiffany's George Papard. <laughs> that's right. That still makes me laugh. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Dr. Nigel Fenway is? Donald Sutherland. Wonderful. A young Donald Sutherland. A young Donald Sutherland. Pre-beard. Lucas Pegg is played by a young Dustin Hoffman. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Wow. what a, This is already a blockbuster. Arthur Ramsey is? Oh, that's Ernest Borgnine. Of course. Now, good good piece in that did, casting. Did, we missed a time. Dustin Hoffman and Ernest Borgnine in a movie together? Is I don't it, think they it, ever did a movie together. And you can see because these two characters, as we've seen, are becoming a bit of a, like mm-hmm. a, a duo. They like they put them off on assignments yeah. in these shows. And those two together as a little pair, it's a fun. It's, you're mm-hmm. in for a fun time. I think so. And then, of course, uh, our uh, man in charge, J.T. Baylock. And who did we go with? Gary Cooper? Gary Cooper. Gary Cooper. Telly Savalas was the first one I picked, and I, I was like, never going to change that. It I, just shows you. You were, you, I, and I was yeah. willing to bend on all of these, so I, I'm... I'm I, I just want to make the best movie we can make. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs>